A warning, this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. And if you have a question or wish to act upon the information in this podcast, we recommend you consult an attorney in your particular state. Punk Law 101, everybody. Uh, my name is Walter. I'm an attorney, and uh, we will be joined shortly by uh, Mr. John Rinaldi. He is also an attorney. And today we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, the protests, police brutality, and the massive changes that have come out the last two weeks because of the protests. Because we saw New York get rid of 50A, which is a rule, which is a uh, law that sealed police disciplinary records in New York. And we saw New Jersey adopt new guidelines as far as de-escalation measures. We're seeing states across the country talk about getting rid of uh, chokeholds. We saw Minnesota disband their police department. We saw the police chief in Minnesota come out and call out the police union in uh, Minneapolis. We've seen so much um, across this country. We'll go ahead and we'll bring on Mr. Rinaldi, everybody. So America's burning. Dude, so much has changed in 10 days, man. Like, we, we recorded that episode, and I got to put it up today, and I was, like, listening to, like, the, the, the most of it, and I'm like, oh, wow, this was, so much has changed. Like, when we last talked about this, uh, only the one officer was charged. He was charged with third-degree murder. And, not and, you, murder. and you were skeptical that the charges would be upgraded, and I believe yeah. I expressed being skeptical <laughs> at your skepticism. <laughs> Dude, I was I was skeptical only because like I've seen it like I've not seen like such a thing happen before. I'm I'm very impressed. I mean, well, first off, I would have been skeptical if you told me 50A was going to get repealed. I mean, to me, I think the moment I realized, and I think I even said it in the last episode, where to me the moment I thought, oh, this cop is totally fucked, was the moment that like even the Fox News talking heads were like, that's fucked up. Like, yeah. Like Tucker Carlson wouldn't even fucking defend his ass. They're like, whoa, you have really fucked up if if he won't come to your, if, you know, if, if like the like the the Fox News guys won't, won't won't come to your aid, you've made a mistake, friend. And I do think you got something right the last time too, where you said like people are coming around because again, like we were talking about the Eric Garner thing, and I'm like, what's really the difference between this and Eric Garner? Like, I mean, eight and a half on, minutes of continuous video on the facts. Not a whole lot, but like you can only do it so many times before people get tired of it, and like you can only defend it for so long before you have to, before you have to acknowledge like okay, I can't, I can't keep condoning this. And so, and but we like, and since then, like we, I think it was like the first night of the protests that happened. There was maybe like we, like the first night of the riots. There's a couple of protests. Like there's protests in Newark. I think the day that we were talking about everything, but it was like, dude, the stuff that's happened since then. Like you had like police rioting, pretty much like they were like it was. It's so crazy how how I much will, stuff's happened. I will point out there was a a protest in my hometown of Hoboken, New Jersey, on the fifth. And I got, I was in an inadvertent protester. Didn't mean, <laughs> I, I was, I had to go to the bank because I had to like, I had to get a, to go get a, a, I had to go pick up my checks from the bank to go give my landlord the rent money. So I was like, oh, I'm going to run to the bank real quick. And I thought, well, I'll walk along the water because that's a nice route. 
little did I, I, I forgot that the protest was that day and the Hoboken police had like barricaded off the, 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 the route so that like no cars could go. And I was like, well, I got to go all the way downtown anyway. So I just walked with the protest. Like, it's going to make it look <laughs> like I want to be here right now. I really just wanted to run some errands. I will say <laughs> this, though. The Hoboken protest was amazing. Um, that was uh, one a lot of people. Um, but the best part was there were there were two types of businesses um, that were, were in Hoboken that day. There were the ones that thought that for some reason in a town like as bougie as Hoboken that people were going to riot and board it up, which was <laughs> never going to happen. Um, and then there were the businesses that wanted to show their support. And since Hoboken is like mostly restaurants, there were just a bunch of places giving out free food. I, I ate very well. <laughs> <laughs> I got so, down. I got down to the water, and there's a pizza place um, on uh, on First Street that is like right by the CVS, and they were just they had a big sign, free soda and pizza. So I went and got two free slices and a coke, um, ate that, and then I went to walk home up up. I don't know if you've been to Hoboken well, up Washington Street. Like I went down the water and I went up Washington. And Insomnia Cookies had, like, roving bands of people in uniform handing out cookies. Hmm. So I got, I got a chocolate chip and an oatmeal raisin, and it was wonderful. It's a nice way to keep people uh, not from rioting. Just give them all I free mean, food, and they'll, like, they'll tire themselves no, out. And, like, the, the Koboken cops were, like, they were, like, the, that pizza place is right across the street from City Hall. They were just, like, mm-hmm. posted up at City Hall, and, like, they would, like, take turns going across the street to get free pizza. Like, it was, it was kind of nice. <laughs> Well, that was the thing that I noticed is New Jersey had very few like riots. Like there was Trenton had some issues and I, I blame Philadelphia for that one. Oh yeah. Like, it's, it's the proximity to Philadelphia. Somebody invited those guys over and listen, Philadelphia, they riot for anything. They win a Super Bowl, they riot. They lose a Super Bowl, they riot. I it's remember when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That if you, you want to see a riot, holy shit. <laughs> When they won the Super Bowl, they rioted. And when they lost the Super Bowl, back when they lost to the Patriots, they rioted too. So it, it doesn't matter. They will riot. Philadelphia, it's just their pastime. So they just went and came over. They, they, they were like, Trenton? There's people in Trenton doing this? We're going to riot in Trenton. And people in Jersey like, who invited the people from Philly? Those damn barbarians to the West. Trenton had some problems. And I think they had about 20 arrests in Trenton. And then there was like seven arrests in Ace City. And that was like the bulk of it. There's been some other like small occurrences here and there. Well, in but fairness, overall, South Jersey like, is just less civilized overall. So I'm not surprised. It's proximity <laughs> to Philadelphia. That's what it is. I, again, I continue to blame Philadelphia. I really hope that you don't have a significant listener base in Philadelphia because we're just, we're just roasting them right now. <laughs> Honestly, they would just be like, no, that's, that's actually right. That's totally right. That's what we do. You barbarians. It's not like this is on the draft vice listening listenership anyway. I probably do have some Philly fans from there. Probably some crossover. <laughs> they might be like, yeah, wait a sec. We do riot a lot. But, uh, uh, I like how you're even doing the voice, too. You're just really rubbing salt in the wound there. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, what it, it, it's kind of true. Like, they had some bad riots even for, like, again, like, for all this. But, again, like I said, Philadelphia, that's what they like to do. Comedy shows, they riot. Like, they, uh, there's a whole thing of, like, Bill Burr, how he got famous initially was like there was a video of Bill Burr just roasting the crowd because they were heckling everybody. It was like a 200, 300 person crowd. 
and he gets up there and he just is fighting back with them. Like they apparently made like another comic cry. They like people weren't going out on stage, and then Bill Burr spent twenty minutes just going at the crowd, being like, "Your hero's an imaginary character who doesn't actually well, exist." This this just confirms my theory that it's only sunny was a documentary, and the events were filmed in real time. <laughs> And I wonder if any of your listeners will get that joke. I don't know if they will, but if they do, uh, we should be friends. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, but in general, like, so New Jersey, and I point this out, like, not on the podcast, but like on Facebook and a couple of other places that like the places where the cops were not adversarial to the protesters, there wasn't a lot of riot. Yeah, like Flint, like Flint the- Michigan. <laughs> Flint, Michigan had no riots. And it's like Camden, New Jersey did not have a riot. Newark, yeah, New like, Jersey did not have a riot. Plain simple. Don't start none, won't be none. <laughs> yeah. Now, no, to be the, fair, Antifa's probably afraid to go to Camden. Uh, I mean, but, okay, but like Antifa doesn't really exist. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that everybody's like blaming Antifa. It's, it's gotten weird because sometimes they blame Antifa for the riots and then and, sometimes they don't. Yeah, it's and like it's, they're, it's they're a not- convenience thing. They're not organized in any way, so I don't really. That's that's a, that's a conversation for another day. But I mean, I will say that the Hoboken police handled it well. They they mostly stayed on the other side of the street, and they were Hoboken. just kind of like, they were just hanging out there, like, hey, yeah, we're here. I I think they they called in some extra guys from Jersey City too. But I mean, they didn't really do anything. They were just kind of hanging out, and they weren't in riot gear. They were just. In like regular uniforms, just kind of hanging out, eating pizza. Like, well, like okay. Newark was one of the first ones that was like a, a real peaceful protest. That was, and I think that was the day that we last recorded when Newark oh, did their thing. I don't think Newark could afford another riot. <laughs> I also don't think anybody in Newark is going to be rioting about like who? What, what are we rioting about? We're going to destroy our own shit. Why? <laughs> like there were like uh, there was a lot of people who were like, no, like this is not a good idea to riot in Newark. And then like I don't know, it was. But also, like, a, a lot of those, like, but that was kind of what showed to me, like, oh, like, all the, all the times where you saw the, 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 the cops being, like, peaceful compared to New York City where the NYPD was like, let's just shoot, like, let's just shoot pepper bullets at everybody and see what well, happens. I, I would like to point out a lot of the reports of, of looting in New York City were in Manhattan, which is, like, known to be, you know, like a symbol of uh, financial power. That might have had something to do with it. People weren't, like, looting random businesses in the Bronx. Like, that's not what was happening. <laughs> they were robbing, like, big-name stores um, in Manhattan. There were some, no, there were some oh, I'm small sure, businesses. Well, I'm sure there were a few, but that's not, the, the, from what I saw, a lot of it was, let's go rob this I, thing. I have a friend who's, uh, his, his family owns a chat cashing business, and he was that telling sucks. me, they got, yeah, they got hit really bad. Well, they, oh. they, they, get, they get a brick through the window? They had a lot of headaches. I'll put it that way. But they, but in general, they didn't really lose much money. Thankfully, they just had a lot of destruction because they were prepped for it, like everything. But also, the looting didn't start right away. Like the looting Wait. was not night one of the protests. Speaking looting of was looting, was like night three or four. Speaking of looting, did you see the picture of the dude that like was looting the the Star Wars Legos from the Target? No, I didn't see that one. That that is the greatest. It's like there's like a picture. It's like a bunch of guys like trying to like they're like beating the um the the self checkout things with hammers i did see that i saw there were no no, checkouts and then and then and then in the background there's this this guy like sheepishly walking out and he's clutching a box and when you like really look at it you can tell it's star wars legos and i'm like really man that's a man after my own heart (laughs) 
And then there was uh, I looted Legos. <laughs> I don't remember which one had the Cheesecake Factory. It might have been Chicago, but they were apparently they looted the Cheesecake Factory. And then like For the what? news report. <laughs> Well, the news reporter was talking about it, and then also there was a girl walking by with a giant-ass cheesecake, and she goes, <laughs> awesome. oh, I wonder where she got the cheesecake, <laughs> and like said it, but said it in a way that did not sound like they were being funny about it. They were like actually serious, like, oh, like she came prepared and brought her own cheesecake. Like, no, you idiot. No, you just I said they stole were that. Cheesecake factory. In fairness, cheesecake doesn't keep, you know, forever. It was going, you know, like, whatever. Like to be fair, the place was getting looted anyway, and all the stuff was broken. Who, who so. knows? Maybe maybe she walked in and left like a twenty on the counter and was like, "I'm just, just going to take this." <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, it's. I don't know which. I think that was Chicago. Chicago had. I Chicago had some very brutal ones. They had some yes. very brutal videos. Like, Chicago seems to get the worst of everything. Chicago, New York, beautiful uh, city, but. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I think there's a difference between some of these. Like Atlanta had like looting right away, and I don't think like, I think there's mixed feelings on that because Atlanta is a very like different kind of like it's a different city than say compared to New York City, which I I don't I don't know. Atlanta Atlanta seems to be like a, a, a like a different like it. There were like I, I remember Killer Mike did his uh his speech the night like the first night of the protests and like the rioting. And he kind of addressed it, and he's like, "Dude, like, what the fuck are we doing?" But it, yeah, it depends. Like, I if think you're it gonna do on... anything, burn down the state capitol. If you're gonna do it, go big or go. I am gonna get disbarred if anyone listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah. It says comedy podcast. It says law and will, comedy. I will point out, well, Your the... Honor. It's like Your Honor. At least I was self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, it was satire. It was, it was a satirical podcast. Gonna, We're pretending to be bad lawyers. If you're going to do it, go big or go home. <laughs> That's all it was. It's all satire, Your Honor. I don't know what you're talking about. We weren't. We, <laughs> but uh, New York had some rough. New York had some rough videos. I remember watching quite a few of them where the cops were just being brutal. And yeah, was, but I, I the looting didn't start right that. away. Like I, I don't get what the, what the NYPD thought was going to happen. Well, what ended up happening is what ended up happening. The first two days, they were very brutal. They were attacking people. And then what ended up happening was is day three and four, well, that's when the looting started because people were like, fuck it. We're going to make them look really bad. And the cops were not protecting businesses. They were just beating the fuck out of people. Well, that's the thing I find fascinating, too, is, like, you're so mad about, about the looting, but, like, you're, you're too busy, like, beating up protesters when, like, there's a dude robbing, like, a Tiffany's over there, so... Maybe do your job. I I don't think anyone would have a problem with them arresting looters. Like, fine, you. <laughs> yeah, I don't but think they, anybody would have a problem with them arresting that. leaders. <laughs> no, they're focusing on the peaceful protesters, and it's kind of a weird thing. Cause like, well, why don't you go do your job? <laughs> um, but like, so here, with that whole thing, with uh, with New York and the well, okay, so it's it's just been jarring like you've had people losing eyes like new york didn't use the rubber bullets like the non-lethal round like those were not being used in new york luckily um but they were being used in a lot of other states and people lost eyes including a reporter we've seen multiple reporters including in new york city been arrested like who are covering it we've seen reporters in minneapolis get pepper sprayed and shot with pepper bullets and rubber bullets it's just been it was brutal for the first like week or so and now it's just gotten bigger and more people are like dude what the fuck's going on yeah like and at, now, at, a, at a certain point you think like, if you keep escalating it it's, it's gonna end 
badly. Why, why are you doing this? I, I honestly don't know. Well, and I, like I said, the thing that I pointed out is this, this, the states where, or the cities and states where the cops were kind of peaceful and like facilitating it, that's where you didn't see any problems. And when they did have problems, it was actually relatively easily taken care of. And like, you know, they were able to deal with it. And like, yeah, there were some problems in spots. There were some problems in like, you know, some cities and then they, they, they dealt with it. And, but like in general, they were overall generally peaceful. You weren't dealing with like precincts burning down. I mean, that would have been kind of cool though. I mean, I, I, I really need to think before I talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I think that, but it, what I've noticed though, 10 days now, and so much shit has happened since then, not even just the, the brutal rioting and the, and the, 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 the standoffs between police and protesters and whether you're talking about Seattle or Atlanta or Minnesota and Minnesota had the other big one, which was the, the cops were like, but day three, like the state police, like the, the national guard came in and the state police came in and they were shooting like pepper bullets at people's houses to make sure they stayed in the fucking houses. <laughs> this reminds me, did, did you see that report? Like one of the attorneys who was defending one of the other three cops, did, did, did you see what, what, what he said when he was interviewed on the news? Oh, I did see it. Why none of the bystanders interviewed? Yeah, right? the, yeah. The reporter's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe your guy could have like helped told him to get off him. Well, how come none of the bystanders told him to get off? I'm like, you want the bystanders to remove an armed police officer? Like, when there's already what? armed police officers in between you and those so, that officer, I'm gonna have to assume that this guy did not have a lot of money because I am a relatively new lawyer and I would not say that on it. I, when I say I should think before I talk, if I'm if the news camera's in my face, I will think before I talk. Oh my god! Well, there's also just <laughs> I don't even care. I forget that attorney's name. You fucking idiot. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was dumb on his end. And, and not only that, but there's also a reason why you think before you... Like, there's also, like, guidelines to attorneys addressing the public like that, too. Yeah, really like he, very careful with that He shit. was speaking in his capacity, like, re representing that person. Here, I'm just being me. That's It's one yeah. thing if I'm just bullshitting and talking, you know, just being myself. If I were representing someone, I would not say something so dumb. <laughs> no, yeah, and, like, I, I, and, that, and that's not even like a, I misspoke. That was like no, the the thought in your head was dumb. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, no one knew I really the think good happened. Thing is we saw them get indicted. Like I, that was that was impressive. Yeah, but what I, I really think happened is I don't think that attorney prepped at all for that news appearance. The 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 sense I got was he was expecting. Especially, I think he was expecting a softball questions. And was not prepared to be asked a difficult question and just said the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> I, like that's, I, yeah, I don't know. That, I that mean, granted, whatever what he said, <laughs> I don't know, because what he said, if you think about it, like, it's not going to hurt the client at the end of the day. No, but it's not going to sway public opinion in any way. Yeah. It, it's, one, it's going to make you look like an idiot. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. It made him look dumb. And two, well, it, like, the court of public opinion matters, especially in something like this. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not going to endear anyone. He could have just easily yeah. said, you know, and there's a good excuse on the table. He could have said, my, what, the officer was on the job for four days? He'd only been an officer for four days, and he didn't know what to do, and he froze in that situation. That's, I think, a sympathetic, I think that's a relatively sympathetic position. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a way but, better argument than why didn't, didn't one of the bystanders do something? Yeah, like you could have just, that's what I probably would have said. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe speaking to him, there would be some other thing. You know, I can't really say, I don't know. But based on what I know, that is a much, much more reasonable position. And it's a somewhat sympathetic position because I remember being new on the job. And, like, I didn't know what I was doing either. So, yeah. 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 And, and a lot of these police forces have this kind of code of like code of conduct the the thin blue line that you're not supposed to you know i was reading an article the other day about a guy who who actually when he does when he did report police misconduct he's the guy who got in trouble he was the one who ended up having a hard time because there's it's such a rank and file system where it's just like you don't speak out and in fact there was a a, a there was a post today by uh, there the the chief of police in minnesota was saying they are discontinuing uh uh negotiations with the police union they said they are no longer going to be doing any contracts with them that uh they make it too hard to get bad cops off the force and i'm like i am actually relieved that he somebody who is a high up police officer said that in fairness there was also a a a, a veto proof a number of people on the city council who were saying we're just going to get rid of the whole damn thing then so yeah I, i can see why he might be like fuck the police union um and for, for those listeners who may not know, that doesn't mean there wouldn't be any cops. Um, a good example of what that might look like, if you look up the history of the Camden, New Jersey Police Department, they were disbanded and completely and built from the ground up. And I think when people say disbanding um, the police force, I think that's, that's the model that they're looking towards. Because, as you said, Camden protests actually went quite well. Yeah. And they focus on community policing, and uh, it, it, their rebuild's gone pretty well. And over the you know, past- it's this weird thing where like New Jersey is the butt of so many jokes, and like, but in a lot of ways, I'm actually quite proud of my state. <laughs> well, even now, New New Jersey was the first had one of had the least amount of rioting, and not only that, was the first one to come out with new proposals on use of force restrictions. Um, Attorney General Gruel came out with uh, new guidelines for how police would. Uh, who uh, how police should you know the guidelines for them and then there's also a discussion about uh you know some some bills in the state senate to yeah and i mean but i mean like but even like we talked about in the previous episode we did bail reform before new york did (laughs) yeah and our system i'll I'll say this our court system is a thousand times better like i have actually kind of i've wanted to brag about that for a bit but to be honest it's kind of a weird thing to brag about like why don't you want to live in new york well because your court system sucks yeah, and the names are confusing. I will every time the New York court system comes up, I will point that out. The names are confusing. It's just stupid. They should change it. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the Supreme Court of New York said that you're not allowed to. Uh, what was it? the uh, the one of the judges, the Supreme Court judges in New York, which is their lowest ranking court, pretty much. Like, <laughs> not the lowest ranking, but they're well, it's, uh, it's, it's, one of their it's, lower it's the ranking trial courts. Level. Yeah, they're trial level courts. It, and he was the one who said, "Oh, we're going to go ahead and disband habeas corpus for." you know, a, a little bit longer than 24 hours. And they, like, usually when you get arrested, you have to be charged within 24 hours. And they were disbanding that, like, uh, for protesters in New York City or, uh, like, during the last week or so. And then they were 
I don't know if they've actually addressed that yet, but because uh, they, they also got rid of the curfew early. So you know, the, you know the crazy thing, like De Blasio kind of ran on being super progressive, and like I feel like he's not living up to that. <laughs> De Blasio has been all a mess, and so has Cuomo, and they both yeah, go back but, and forth. But Cuomo, at the very least, is putting forth a better public image at the moment. Well, I mean, he's gone back and forth too. Like oh, you yeah, were talking yeah. about bail reform, Cuomo backed off on bail reform before de Blasio did. And this is all interconnected. Now people are actually talking about Khalif, Brow- uh, Khalif Browder again, the, the, the young man who was basically the spark to bail reform. The New York Times did an article about him a few years ago, and he was, he was in jail for three years, spent two years in solitary confinement, and then it was for stealing a backpack, which he was not even – he didn't steal. Yeah, it's one of those things, right? again, like I, I brought it up when we talked about it. Even if he had stolen – let's say he had stolen the backpack. Yeah. The amount of money that it costs the city of New York to keep him incarcerated, just, just, just give the store the money and make him do some community service. Well, that's why the, the, we needed the I, bail I, reform I laws and we needed it. discovery reform laws. Now, they also backtracked some of the bail reform laws, too, but not by, yeah. not by a huge amount, luckily. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to go back. That's the thing with, with progress is like it's, it's kind of hard to go backwards. I'm sure they would have wanted to do more. I'm willing to bet they wanted to roll it back more, but it's like, it's kind of hard to do that. Well, they were, they wanted to give judges back like their full discretion, which was the problem in the first place is the judges had the discretion and they were abusing the discretion. They were putting people in jail for ridiculous amounts of money and they were sitting in jail for multiple years even. And it gave the the prosecution such a a amount of leverage. (sighs) I want to believe. I feel like we're redoing the the the, the, the bail reform episode. But, but, the thing, but it's also relevant, though. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, yeah, sure, police violence is like a piece of the puzzle, and that might have been the catalyst for the the current state of affairs. But you're kidding yourself if you don't think it goes deeper than that. There, there's more. Oh, it's problems. all hand in hand. Oh, New Jersey. That was the other thing. New Jersey released a. Uh, uh, a proposal for a new bill to decriminalize marijuana. So we were talking, I think, uh, on one of the episodes recently about legalizing marijuana in New Jersey. And that was a big, the big hoo-ha for Murphy as far as he wanted to legalize it because if you decriminalize it, you're never going to actually legalize it. You're just going to keep having people. It's still going to be basically, you know, in the you know, underbelly of, the, of New Jersey. It's going to be held in criminal's hands. You're not going to make any money off of it. Yeah. If, I, if I were Governor Murphy, I would cash in on his current goodwill because he has quite a bit of it at the moment. A bit here and a bit there. It's weird because it goes back and forth. I've seen a lot of critique on him, but he, you know, they've, he handled very, COVID very well. I think it's a very vocal minority of people who were really upset with him over the past yeah. couple of months. It's all like the st- stupid people. Like, I want a haircut. Like, oh, fuck you, cut your own hair. I want to open my gym. I want to I mean, open my gym. No, but like, okay, I understand that like that sucks. You yeah. have a business that is just completely dead in the water, and there's no guarantee that Congress is going to come bail you out. That that I understand. Um, it's the business owners I'm a little bit more sympathetic to. It's like the assholes at home who are complaining about not being able to go do stuff. Yeah, like literally, fuck you. But you know, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, New Jersey's been very much at the forefront of trying to change things. I think that you know maybe that's part of the goodwill he can trade off of is is even just how we handled the the protests. Um, people are kind of mobilizing to 
you know, decriminalize. And, you know, now you're seeing, now you're seeing massive reforms on police, like New York, even New York got rid of 50A. This was the thing that uh, sealed disciplinary records for police officers and they got yeah, rid of it. I actually saw that this morning. I was like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was shocked because like, that was something that was like this dude, they, the protesters won. Like they, they also, won something. Can, can I also just say for, for just my personal opinion on this, I love how whenever like, the cops will get mad when like, they'll be like, if you don't, if you don't treat us nicely, we just won't respond to calls. And I'm like, you know, I wish I could do that. I wish if one of my <laughs> clients treated me like shit or complained about me that I could just not show up to court and say, your honor, they can do it themselves. They're like, like you have a job, asshole. You don't threaten to not do your job because I'm mean to you. Then go get and another then, job. Yeah. Well, and that was the other big thing is like, they, they're, not, they're not held to any kind of standard. Like, this is the problem that people have. There's, there's no oversight. Imagine if retail workers could just like not serve you if you were mean to them. <laughs> Imagine the pandemonium that would ensue. Yeah. It, it's the only job where you get away with acting like this. It, it literally is. It's the only job where you get away with acting. And where, I, I where say this, if any of the listeners are cops, I don't mean all cops, but like fucking petulant children. <laughs> not all of you. But it's it, usually but the it, heads of the police But unions. enough of you. It's usually the heads of the police unions. They act like, and, and I get it. You're, you're negotiating on behalf of your people. So you have to put up this position sometimes, but oh my God, like some of it's, I'm, it's I'm over a, the top. I'm a union member at my job. And like, if we're being stupid, our union head tells us to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we're not, we're not asking for that because you don't, frankly, you don't deserve it. And it's a stupid ask. I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> You guys have a union at uh, at Legal Aid? God damn. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, I don't know if all the offices do, but ours does. Dang. Which is fascinating in, in many ways. Uh, That's why I, I had joked in one of the earlier episodes about how like they couldn't get rid of me if they wanted to. <laughs> they, they, have, they would have to go through. There's like a whole process that they'd have to go through to, to get rid of anyone. And well, that's the thing with 50A is all that does is give us eyes, right? It doesn't allow us to actually get rid of co bad cops, but it allows us to at least see how this is all going. It's now going to be part, part of public record. It might take a couple of more battles down the line to really like, get rid of some of the and, bad and, cops. And I'll even admit in, in our union contract, I believe there is a clause. It's like if one of us commits like gross misconduct that the, 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 management can get rid of us without like, if they kind of like a veto of like, if what you do like rises to like a, like a certain level. And like, yeah, we're fine with that. If one of us did something that bad, yeah, sure, get rid of them. It's fine. Like, it, it's only for like petty bullshit that we're like, hold your horses. Yeah, it's. Uh, and I get that. Like, that's probably what it started as for them too. Is listen, we don't want you know stupid little things holding up cops doing their job. Yeah, but the shooting shooting unarmed people is not is not I, stupid little things. At no point in history was that a stupid little thing. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't really know. How, I don't get the progression. <laughs> Because it, what happens is you get more power, right? They just grew in more power. And these police unions, especially in New York, have a lot of power. You know, $6 billion is spent on the NYPD on their annual budget. Like, that's a lot of money. That's that the is, yeah, that police is department. Yeah, that's the biggest police department in the world. And I don't it's, think they need that many cops, to be fair. <laughs> well, you know, they saw the looting. I don't know if it really mattered. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to say. And that was Cuomo's critique, too. Cuomo was like. If you're not going to do your job, then what are we paying you for, you assholes? 
Now, my you know, there was a there was a question about sending in the national guard, right? In some of these cities, and some of these places, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it was horrible. And I think in the places where it worked, it was because the the national guard is not be, the ones being protested against. Yeah, I don't care. I have no beef with the national guard. <laughs> like, if they're the ones facilitating the protests, it might actually have been a lot more peaceful, right? Like, if if Cuomo had sent in the national guard in New I, York City, I don't know, because like then you're essentially like. The cops are not supposed to be a military force. The National Guard kind of is. So, like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They, but they have escalation procedures where the NYPD and a lot of states don't. Like, a lot of, a lot of police departments and, uh, don't have that kind of escalation procedures that they do in the military. Yeah. And you, and you saw how some of these, you know, the National Guardsmen were interacting. Now, sometimes it was, listen, they were acting hand in hand. Like in Minnesota, they were, you know, the, the National Guard and the, the state police were running around and uh, shanking people's tires. So yeah, I don't, it was, I, I don't understand why that was a thing. Um, because they were, they were alleging that there was like sticks and stones being stored in the vehicles as weapons, which is like, oh, sticks and, and, and stones? And really? We're, we're cavemen now? All right. Tires was going to stop people from opening the car and throwing the stones? Uh, I guess it was supposed to stop them from being used as weapons, like as battering rams. Uh, maybe they were also trying to impound the cars and they didn't want them to be driving off. I listen. I think it was stupid. I think okay, that, that was but a, even if that is the case, yeah. I can find something to throw at you elsewhere. I don't need like if I were gonna throw stuff at the cops, I probably wouldn't bring like a bag full of stuff because like there's garbage hand. I can just fish out a fucking bottle. I don't care. Like it, yeah, especially it, if you're in a city. It, 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 yeah, like it doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense to me that 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 was your concern. Like they're gonna throw stuff at you either way, friend. <laughs> You just wanted to slash some tires. That's all you wanted to do. Yeah, you wanted to be intimidating. It's like when they shot at the people who were on their front porch uh, and the, the National Guard was going down the street. Those weren't protesters. Those were people hanging out on their porch and they just decided to fire off at the, the people on the front porch. Mm. It was... Uh, but again, I think that we're seeing reforms come out of everything. Now people are very much against qualified immunity, which we didn't even get into last time. We kind of got into the... I'm kind of amazed that the Supreme Court seems to be saying that they will review it. Uh, I, I'm not amazed because I, this is kind of like what happened 80 years ago. Okay, during... okay. Let me rephrase that. I am amazed that the justice that said maybe we should review it was Thomas because I don't like him. <laughs> At all. <laughs> and I'm kind of amazed where I'm like, Clarence Thomas, the literal biggest Uncle Tom on the planet, is saying maybe we need to rethink qualified immunity. Once again, that's how you know you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the most for, conservative justices. Yeah. For the record, I will always say Clarence Thomas is the biggest Uncle Tom on the planet. I do not care. I don't think the New Jersey Supreme Court's going to discipline me for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, I he's definitely the one of the most conservative outside of maybe Scalia, and basically we when Scalia dead, was so there, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. When, well, when Scalia was alive, he basically just con he just would concur with Scalia every time. I know, and that's why that's part of also why hey, like not only are you an Uncle Tom, but you, you don't even do anything. <laughs> um. I mean, well, this, it reminds me of like 70, 80 years ago where we saw changes in, like, we had these very, we saw changes in the law. We saw a thing, I, God damn it, now we're going back to con law and 
Um, we're lawyers. What did you expect was going to happen? I didn't, I, you know what I didn't, for some reason, I didn't think we'd be going back to slaughterhouse, the slaughterhouse cases here. Um, Why not? We learned them <laughs> in law school. We, we've come full circle. Because <laughs> I didn't even think about how, I, right now, it just occurred to me how these are kind of similar to the, to back then with the slaughterhouse cases and how the court changed more in reaction to not wanting the, the FDR to pack the court. Like there was a there was a real reaction on the Supreme Court to be like, wait a second, we don't want them packing the court. We don't want there to be this negative opinion of the Supreme Court. And it was the the Supreme Court back then was very uh, conservative in how they they viewed like specifically labor relations and uh, and interstate commerce, and they changed it a bit. See, but this to me explains why like conservative justices tend to often be like let down to like the people that appoint them. Because like mm-hmm. I think I, I think Roberts is worried about the legitimacy of the court, and that's why he's kind of like oh, I can't I can't do what I would have done before. Oh yeah, dude. He I am, we, we I had that conversation the other day. I am we? convinced that he is afraid that if he votes the way that he would have voted back, you know, back back when Kennedy was still Chief Justice, that he that the court, that the legitimacy of the court is going to be harmed and that legal scholars going forward are going to remember him as a hack. And I don't think he wants, I, I think he is, I do think he's a very conservative man, but I do also think that he is concerned about his legacy. Because, oh, yeah. like, because no one wants like to have like Dred Scott on them. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't want the we, negative we, precedent. We don't, we don't look very fondly upon that. <laughs> There's only a handful of cases that people look back on as negative precedent, and uh, you don't want to be the court that had that. You don't want to be known for that. This is why I also would have put money on Obergefell. I, I, back then, like back in 2015, I, I knew some people who were skeptical, and if, it, if I thought it were ethical, I was, I was willing to bet money <laughs> that it was going to come down the way it did. So I'm like, look, the court does not the, – these are people well, – There was also a trend are, at the time. The, the, the trend, too. But at the same time, like, as a bit of insurance, no one wants to be that vote because it's going to be remembered. It's going to go into the history books. And do you really want people talking about you like that 50 years from now? I well, and honestly, if it, if it wasn't changed, if it wasn't, if, if it wasn't going to be the way it came down, they wouldn't have taken the case. Well, I th- think- th- and, that, and that's the other thing that people don't know is that you only need one, you only need four votes to hear a case, but typically they won't take like they, they wouldn't have taken it if they weren't going to yeah I, I get that if there wasn't some discussion as far as maybe we're going to get some clarity on the law I mean, if they was, had not accepted it there would have been there wouldn't have been any question on the there law. was also a possible of slim possibility that they just wanted to slap it down i i didn't think that was what they were, would do i figured if they were going to say let the states decide they just declined to take the case well, yeah I, I get that but remember too we're lawyers Mm-hmm. This is going to go into like the high school history books. They're not going to have that nuance. I don't. I don't think they're going to know how to read the court that way. Yeah. So, I you have to be concerned, and not just with what are future lawyers going to think of me, but like what's actually going to be taught in high school history. Again, man, this is a very interesting time because I I don't remember five years ago people talking about qualified immunity. I don't remember no. five years ago people talking about repealing 50A. Um, maybe maybe there was a little bit more talk about that in New York, but it was just talk about 
this is ridiculous. How are we putting up with this? And I think because you have five years of an establishment like Black Lives Matter, that it it created this knowledge. People were you had multiple years of this happening. You had you know between you know Eric Garner and Tamir Rice and John Crawford and Flando Castile and the many others that have happened over the years. And people go like each time you're like, well, wait, what happened here? Why is this not you know? And some of them they were charged, and some of them they didn't even get indicted. Like Eric Garner. <laughs> His his murder did not get indicted. Yeah, I I mean I, they I could want technically to, indict him now. In in my heart of hearts, what I want to believe that's happening is that there was a a group. I, I do believe there were people who always take this argument in bad faith, but I think there was a, a segment of people who truly believed that it wasn't as big a problem as you know people were making it out to be. And like, how many times is this going to happen? Like, at a certain point, if you are a person, you know, taking these arguments in good faith, you kind of have to admit, okay, I was wrong. And that's what I, I want to believe that that's what happened. I don't know if that's the case, but that's, that's the narrative I tell myself because it, it sounds nice. <laughs> and I think the other thing is, I think, you know, we dealt with, we remember Bloomberg was only like, we were talking about Bloomberg's racist history with, you know, stop and frisk and racial profiling only like three months ago. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why he ran for president with that on his record. Like, what did you think was gonna happen, friend? And well, and the recordings of him defending, and 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 he was just like, and I was waiting. I wanted to see what his like his defense of it was. And dude, all I saw was him get clobbered by Elizabeth Um, Warren once again. Like the (laughs) similar similar to our to our, our our cops attorney. I don't think Bloomberg prepared for that debate, or if he did, he did not prepare to not get a softball question. He got beat the hell up, and Elizabeth that Warren was, was just like taking his lunch. I wonder no, if she calls him up still. That like, was just like, that was legit. That was one that was legitimately funny. And two, I'm willing to bet that even if she calls him, he probably won't take the call because <laughs> I would <laughs> not, like I'm no no <laughs> I will never speak to that woman again for the rest of my life. Uh, you know what? I feel like every election cycle, every time we have a presidential election, there's always like the February debates. There's always one that's actually like super entertaining, at least over the last eight years. I don't know. Like, uh, like I remember when Rubio and Trump had their back and forth. Oh, that, and that, but that was that was like almost kind of I mean, it was fun, but it was kind of sad, though. Like, yeah, because it, it was in that moment. I think Rubio realized he's not ready for prime time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not well, <laughs> try there again Christy, there was Chrissy that just go ahead, went ahead and blew him out of the water Chrissy well, killed his campaign Chris yeah. Christy, the only thing he did in that whole thing was kill Rubio that was it he, it was the only thing that Chris Christie contributed he didn't win on his own but he killed Rubio he basically was like hey Trump I did something solid for you and then Trump was like yeah come on and endorse me and then I'm going to kick you off later that was so I, I thought that had to be so humiliating <laughs> dude and honestly like chris christie now a lot of his dude. commentary on the election so far like i was actually kind of like not like bad like his he was very much talking about it as a strategist not as a like like when i mean let's be real chris, chris christie knew he was never going to get the nomination and if he was he was never going to be president chris christie was gunning for a cabinet position yeah that's, that's all he wanted and he did not get it <laughs> After being the first guy to go ahead and uh, openly endorse Trump. Um, where were we on that? Okay, we were talking about all the... Uh, so, the, the qualified immunity is starting to get, like, that big, uh, you know, blowback, man. 
Well, I mean, it's a stupid, it's a stupid standard anyway. It's super high. Like you could have just a slightly lower standard. It's it's, it's absurdly, like it's absurdly high. Like <laughs> it has to be either you have to be either wrecking their constitutional rights, or you and you, or there has to be a similar case that has been proven to be illegal. Like it, it was like, what, what are you talking about? Like this is such a high standard. Like it's not even recklessness is the standard. Like recklessness yeah, like, is a high that's, standard. That's the thing. Like it, it doesn't even. It, it, I, I don't. I, I like to think a reasonable person standard would would suffice here, because if you can't pass that, well, then you probably shouldn't be a cop anyway. Frankly. I mean, maybe, reasonable person standard is just the basic standard anyway. Well, the reasonable but, uh, person yeah. standard is also kind of bullshit, too, in its own way. Not that it's a bad standard and that it doesn't make a lot of sense when you really stop and think about it. Like, well, a what reasonable, a reasonable person do? A, re- well, a reasonable person, that is who? Who is re- – <laughs> whatever. I, I, I could rant about the reasonable person standard for hours. That is not the topic of tonight. <laughs> But again, if you wanted to maybe increase the standard, because you're saying, okay, sometimes it is what you are doing is very, and by the way, qualified immunity is just civil liability. It's not even criminal liability. Like that's the stupid thing. Like it's, and then a lot of times the states waive their sovereign immunity in it, and you can still usually sue the state, but it's just such a, a shocking thing that like it's still a thing that it, it and and it's shocking that people are now very much pushing against it and there's been such a push against it like 1400 people in the nfl like associated with the nfl players former players coaches front office people have all signed a petition like you don't usually see that kind of uniformity i did not after the way the nfl treated kaepernick i did not think i'd see the day you know what it is better yet Fucking NASCAR, <laughs> fucking got rid of the Confederate flag, dude. That comment section on Twitter is absolutely glorious. I recommend um all of the listeners go check that out because um, I'm sure <laughs> it will be there for posterity. Uh, it is amazing. <laughs> I I I saw that and I was I went through some of them. I'm like, oh my god, this you know, is crazy. Do you know what bugs me is like there was like one guy who replied who's like, oh, don't worry, the real Confederate flag will still be like flown on the last lap. And for those who don't watch NASCAR, uh, the last lap, a, <laughs> a, a white flag is flown to signal it is the last lap. And that was a really good reply. But there were like a bunch of like again, if you have old, old white guy listeners, not you, some of you, there were a bunch of like old white dudes like. Ooh, that looks like the flag of France to me. Like, dude, stop it. That's, that I saw joke, one person get offended that, that, by it. Like, that joke's and I was not like, funny. <laughs> like, dude, what, you, you still think it's funny to shit on France? Because what, World War II? They just have better health care than us. And I, I should also point out, for those who are not students of history, the United States wouldn't exist if not for France. I really never understood our beef with them. We kind of owe them. Um, I, I think there was a we, falling out, like socially, over we, thirty years from like yeah. between World War II to to. Like, I, I think there was some other things that came out. But like, in, like but, but at the end of the day, socially. we yeah. should we should have never beat the British. The only reason we won was because one, the French sent someone to train our troops, and <laughs> two, they used their navy to blockade the British navy. <laughs> <laughs> That was essentially, had the British been allowed to land ships whenever they wanted, we would have never won. And frankly, we should thank Spain too, because if they weren't fighting Spain at the same time, might have lost too. 
we we owe like these major European powers our existence in many ways. So quit talking shit about France. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, uh, yeah, I never understood the the flack with France, other than the fact that I think it's just a social thing. Like people go to France and people I, in France are snooty and they, think, they have their own colloquialisms. I, don't I know. think people just like think of like world war two and like, Oh, the French rolled over. Like, you know, if we were a country in Europe, we might not have like Britain was hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Uh, we're lucky. Cause we you had know, ocean. yes, we, we had, had oceans a, on both sides. <laughs> yes. We had two oceans defending us. We might not have fared so well as a European power in world war two, you know, and the French had some badasses during World War Two. Like, don't get they, they they had like a whole resistance network. <laughs> oh, well. you, even the Polish. The oh, was it there? I I remember. Uh, I used to do a bit about this guy, uh, Will Holt Palicki. Was the one guy who volunteered to go to Auschwitz, and he escaped and like survived. I, I, I remember hearing about that. I just don't know a lot of the details. Oh my god! I read the story and I was like, "This is amazing. Why does nobody know this one? This guy Speaking, went to no. He volunteered you, to go to camp and it was Auschwitz. Do you do you know what 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 like World War Two story? I'm mad is not taught in like school. I forget her name because she's Russian. That like the, the like the Russian sniper, the the woman that's like the deadliest sniper in like world history. How is that <laughs> not taught? Because there's a, not enough time. There's not enough time in school, but, and but, then and then we focus on American-centric so, shit. But that's so notable, though. That this woman was such a date, like such a good sniper that German soldiers actively feared her. It, because and she America, was just like, and she's just like some small woman who's friends with Eleanor Roosevelt. That's so wonderful. Because America, in America, we teach to our textbooks, and unfortunately, the, there's like two textbook companies in America for some weird shit. reason. And and then they focus on American stuff and they're American centric and they focus on like I was watching a, a video by this uh, by somebody and she was like, basically the way America makes it look like it was like uh, a bunch of people showed up here. Oh, there was a couple of Indians. We made friends. Uh, we had some black people. Yeah, there was slavery, but then we got rid of it. Like, <laughs> like, even, it during, wasn't... Like, even during like Women's History Month, you'd think that you would like teach that. Oh my God, dude! I, why, I, that's its own bit right there. Like, women's history, would, people don't even know when History Month is March. That's a good point. I said Women's History Month, but I didn't know what month it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I used to do a bit about Women's History Month. Oh no! <laughs> I used to do a bit about that. <laughs> Jokes on me. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, I would. That just seems. Oh, I gotta like, find that bit because now. But, <laughs> but no, like you, you have this example of like a great, like like you know, woman in, in history who was like taking like German heads off at a quarter mile. Why am I not being taught this? Why did I have to learn this on my own? <laughs> I do think part of it is is again like you were only given so much time, and it's america's very american centric and then also why are you learning something are you learning something like what's the lesson that you were learning is it just because we have this really cool person who could shoot somebody's head off because they're a sniper but, or are you learning something like from history like, but that's like, so to me it's the kind of thing that like gets people into history that's true oh believe like, me there's a lot of cool things like i said before the the guy who volunteered to go to auschwitz reported on everything it's one of the reasons why we know how many people were at auschwitz and how many people died and then he stayed and fought the ussr and got killed by the ussr unfortunately after poland was taken over by after like poland was split and all that stuff after world war ii so and then there was a uh, you know but again this stuff happens all the time there was a. Uh, 
Oh, there's so, especially with uh, Black history in America, there's so much with it. Because uh, it's, a lot of it is... Uh, as, a, as, as, like, roughly five-eighths a person of color, I have beef with Black History Month. But it's not what you might think. I'm just, <laughs> look, don't get me wrong, Rosa Parks was a great woman, but i There heard, was somebody before Rosa Parks. I've, yes, there was. But I've also heard that story, like, more times than I can imagine. Um, can we, like, mix it up a little bit? Just a little bit. <laughs> just, just for well, me. But part of that is... is- <laughs> Part of that is who's teaching it, too. I like know, a lot of I it, know. That, and again, it's like textbooks and an American. Like American I, I always like Jesse Owens, the guy, the black guy who was so good at track, he made Hitler leave the Olympics. Fuck, <laughs> 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 fuck your master race, dude. <laughs> dude, they should teach more about sports history in schools, just a little bit more, because but, there's, I think, Ed, you would get kids who are interested in it a little bit more, but, because there is a lot to sports history that, like Jackie Robinson. I yeah, remember, like there's so him. much to it, like. And it's like, why, why am I being taught the same story over and over again? Um, the the what was the 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 movie about the the women who uh, worked for NASA and did the uh, the numbers for maybe yeah. it's called numbers and and, and I, believe, no, I believe it was called Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. There we go. I don't know. Numbers why is I, a TV I, show. I, yes, it was a TV. I don't know why did I know that. That's that's. I just don't remember names. I did clearly, not, I don't no, remember names. I, I haven't said a name on this movie. podcast. I did not see that movie because I already knew the story. I do not know why I know that. <laughs> That's an odd one. But yes, there are uh, many, many interesting stories. It just, that just never get taught. Like, well, I don't want to have to do this on my own. Or like a oh. good angle too, like to go back to World War II, a really good angle that like never, like I had to learn on my own was, when 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 Pearl Harbor happened, that like the Japanese emperor did not want to do that because <laughs> he knew it was a bad idea, but the generals did it anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of it is is like we just we again we're very American centric. The people who write the textbooks are idiots, and they just go ahead and print these textbooks. And then other people, I think eventually we'll, we will, especially because like technology, and there's a lot more effort to educate people. It people are learning now. You're seeing, like, especially with TikTok and YouTube and a lot of different platforms. Now, the problem is is fact-checking is going to get harder because you just have so many platforms and so many ways of doing it that people can put out fake shit, too. But, like, those stories, like uh, like what we're talking about with hidden figures and those things, it's like, first off, who's making that shit up? Like, who's running around being like, you know, there were, uh, uh, you know, there was people who, uh, there was... Yeah, you know, I, I used to do. You know, there were Chinese people on the Titanic, and it's like, oh, well, who's making that shit up? Who's running around like making these kind of things up? So, some of it you, you want to make sure you have some kind of like cross check. Oh yeah, of course. But like, I'm talking about things that are just well documented. Like, it was well yeah. documented that the Japanese emperor was like, if you attack America, they're gonna fuck us over. I mean, maybe not in his words. Like he knew you're essentially be getting a big old stick and finding a big hornet's nest and just like, I'm just going to whack it and see what happens. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> well, I think true TV is attempted to make shows that, that yeah. focus on those kind yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. I, there's, there's like, like, like world war two from the Japanese perspective, which is always fascinating, but it's like, you blew up our planes and we nuked you twice. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I will. I remember what was the name of the, there was a uh, a lot of the art that came out of Japan after World War II was very. Oh yeah, there was you know, a lot of like mushroom clouds and 
destruction because we, we nuked them twice. The, the, the mangas and the, the, the... Well, Astro Boy was like one of the first like like anime and it had a very strong nuclear theme. Like Astro Boy was like nuclear powered. Is that the one I, I'm thinking of? Um, I think that it, might be the... It's like the little boy robot that like goes around with superpowers and like kicks people's ass. It's very, I mean, it's very standard anime. But um, from what I, from what I recall that it was, he was nuclear powered and it was kind of Japan's way of... Um, trying to see the bright side to nuclear like trying to like you know say hey yeah we did kind of get owned but this isn't all bad there's hope here uh, we just veered into anime history man this is fucking weird <laughs> it was all over the place man well it's been a weird 2020 has been weird <laughs> it has, it has it been had... weird it, it doesn't even i can't believe it's fucking almost mid-june <laughs> but a lot of this stuff like it happened over the course of four months like and and it's all interrelated like if COVID-19 didn't happen it's possible people wouldn't have been would have been more distracted and we wouldn't be paying attention to the protests as much and you wouldn't be seeing this massive movement like it's very possible that that's yeah, so, the other sometimes thing sometimes I wonder if, if that's really like was like the the secret sauce here <laughs> we needed a pandemic that yeah, was maybe maybe that's what it was <laughs> yeah well, and Think about it, we had two world changing events in three months between, you know, the, you know, everything that's gone on the last two weeks. And then also COVID-19 was a crazy thing. Coronavirus and how that affected the world. And you, we have never seen the world shut down universally like across the world like this before. Like, and everybody, every, every country was affected by this. Almost every country. Maybe, oh, maybe yeah. not every country, but most of them. All the ones I mean, that you, you can list off the top. If, if if we want to veer back into legal issues, uh, what do you think about Trump threatening to repeal uh, Section 230? <laughs> Twitter fact-checked him. Yeah, he's... Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That, was, that feels like that was a month ago. That was, that was literally like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and it feels like it was a month ago. I love how his response to Twitter fact-checking him on, on mail-in voting is, I'm going to destroy the internet as we know it. Like, okay. I'm going to do it by, by executive order. You can't do that. That's not going to happen. You can't, for, for the listeners, you, you cannot repeal an act of Congress by executive order. You really can't do that. Then he's running around saying, like, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah, that was also I, – I, I have a hard time believing that he didn't know that that was, like, a reference to, like, a thing. I, it, it, I, I, I totally buy that he didn't know it was that bad of a reference. I, 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 but it's I just a stupid that. thing to say I think regardless. he knew. I think he knew. I, I think he's an idiot, but I don't think he's that much of an idiot. I mean, my reference to my my referral to it was he's saying he's gonna shoot people, and I can't call him a retard on on Twitter. Like, if I do that, I get banned for twelve to twenty four hours. So I mean, he's allowed to threaten to kill people. Yeah, Twitter's gonna have to reckon with that at some point. <laughs> like, wait a second, we can't call him names that are just a little too gruff, but he can go ahead and be like, "We're gonna kill people." Which the other thing, and too, he's like, done it multiple times. Well, the other thing I liked was that, like repealing Section two thirty would probably backfire on him if he did do it because <laughs> then they would just be forced to ban everyone who does something stupid yeah pretty much like, yeah, it's, well, it's, they... he, he's threatening to do something that won't fix the problem that's part of why it's so stupid <laughs> well he's just an idiot i think that because like i don't know man. it's just 
Uh, there, there's been so much, and then the insurrection, insurrection act. Yeah, that like, was also to, that was also stupid. Like, dude, like it, this is going over all over the country. You have different governors handling it different ways. Well, it's man, like, like even like even like 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 high ranking Republicans are starting to break with him, and like, dude. What was it? What was it? Well, dude, was it? Mitt Romney was like at a Black Lives Matter like protest. Like, that, like, doesn't, Mitt Romney, that doesn't surprise me. Romney always struck me as a man who is like a good faith conservative. Like, yeah, sure, some of the things that you stand for are horrible, but you're not doing it because you hate people. You're doing it because you don't know any better, and that doesn't really absolve you of it. But you're a decent I also, guy. Like, I, I, think I, I, he... I firmly believe that Mitt Romney is a decent man. I firmly believe that Ted Cruz is an asshole in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I honestly think Mitt Romney is um I also think he's seeing that there is a an opportunity after Trump to lead this party uh, to Man, lead his party. Imagine if Romney fucking won the presidency like in like 2024. I would not be shocked. I mean, it's not like it wouldn't be the first time somebody who's ran before and failed would run and then actually win. It's like actually it's happened a would, lot. You have a decent record to run on, actually. Yeah, being a senator, being a governor, being you know very much willing to go across the aisle. He was the See, only Republican to go. And against, this is the thing um, I don't understand. Like, like, like after after 2012, that is the path that the Republican Party could have taken. It just seems as though they're just like, fuck it, we're just gonna double down and strap in. And like that's not to me. It's short-term gain for long-term pain <laughs> i don't understand the strategy well i don't think there is one i think it mitch mcconnell has his strategy and trump has his strategy outside of those guys it's ideology i, I it's, firmly believe that those two men hate each other <laughs> i i just think that uh trump stole i don't think stole they like sun lamp and won't give it back <laughs> Gary took my favorite rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that those two do not like each other, but they have to play nice. Like, there's. Oh, no, no, they're really... two of the most despicable Republicans I've ever seen. But you know what like, the crazy I... part is? I would actually rather get a beer with, with, uh, with uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> if I had to pick. I disagree. I honestly think I, I would rather take a. I would rather do a beer. No. Oh, I don't drink. Neither, me and Trump don't drink, but tr Trump does Adderall and 30,000 other things. He just doesn't I... drink. See, but here's the thing. I, I feel like I could, like, pick McConnell's brain and, like, learn something. I don't think I'd actually come out ahead spending an evening with Trump. I don't think I would come out ahead with either of them. So my idea is I'll go with the guy who I think is going to be more okay. entertaining. McConnell might And I also be... think that Trump is – I think Trump is more easily swayed. I think you That's could, not a good I, thing. <laughs> But the thing is, I think that Democrats had an opportunity early on to sway Trump to their side, and he just—I—I I don't know. Like, I think that I don't—I don't think that I, was I think ever Trump's gonna just, happen. I, I think, think Trump is a, Trump is smart enough to know that he won on the backs of working-class Republicans, and that if he had started cutting deals with Pelosi and Schumer, he was never going to win re-election. Um, mm. Now that he seems to have completely melted down, that might that might happen you know he, he might not really have much of a shot anyway but i i don't think there was ever really a chance he was going to work with democrats I, I i don't but based on the coalition he put together i do not think it was ever really possible 
Yeah, he stuck a lot. Of, well, he's also fired half his coalition. Let's be real. Like, he That's got rid of everybody <laughs> over the course of time. Now, was there, is there one person who's been there since day one other than people he's related to? Yo, you, damn it, you took the easy ones. <laughs> no, I can't think of any. <laughs> yeah, you can't pick people he's related to because he's not going to fire them. He could. Uh, you know, like the... His chief strategist. I don't. I don't think he likes Jared Kushner either. <laughs> but he can't get rid of him. <laughs> Damn it! My daughter married him. I wanted to screw her. <laughs> oh, God, no! Don't say that. I know it's true, but don't say that. <laughs> of all the things that we've said so far in this podcast, I don't know if that that would be the one that the State Bar would go. Yeah, we kind of believe that one. I'm like, yeah, we're not. We're, not, we're 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 going to give you a stern talking to, but no discipline. <laughs> Did you say the president wants to commit incest? Well, in fairness, he did say it on TV. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's there's a, there's an affirmative defense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not slander. <laughs> oh well, he'll threaten slander even if you know you didn't slander him. Do it. He's Do that it. guy who he loves. He loves the anti-slap suits. Are you kidding me? He loves the slap suits. I, I remember being like like a law student, like we're gonna open up those libel laws. I'm like, what federal libel laws? You don't. That's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't. That's that's you you don't understand. You don't understand how laws work. And I'm gonna guess your base doesn't either. Sometimes I question if politicians are just giving lip service sometimes, or if they just truly don't know certain things that the federal government can't do and i think trump it's truly he doesn't know but there's sometimes where i i look at like even people who aren't trump and okay, go but like in, in fairness there was never a moment in obama's presidency that i thought that man doesn't know what he's talking about no i never well first off obama but that's yeah but that's obama's not really, gonna go down in history as like oh that was the one good guy in like 20 that, years yeah what that's the fuck not you guys a, keep that's doing? not a fair comparison he was like a constitutional law fucking professor so he he might have an idea of what he can and can't do <laughs> you get to pick between uh bill clinton and obama as your lawyer who are you gonna pick oh that's hard I'm taking obama. No, I'm taking I don't obama. Wanna, no no it depends what are my what are they my lawyer for oh i got uh, con law I don't Obama, know. yes. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Obama is, is a charming man. But Bill Clinton's a more charming man in many ways. If I if I was accused of a crime, I need someone with that kind of gonna bring that uh you know that uh that like you know that kind of charisma to the courtroom. I I would pick Clinton for like criminal and anything else, yeah, probably Obama. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I, personal I, injury too, I, I'd probably pick Clinton. I think Clinton could sweet talk a prosecutor. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's a uh, man. It's been a, it's been a weird two months. It's been a weird three months. Holy it shit! It has, and I, I mean, and there's no guarantee it won't get weirder. <laughs> I, I hundred percent agree. Well, again, we're in an election year, and not only that, now we're seeing shit with Georgia, and the, their their long ass lines and the the broken voting booths, and Georgia's got to get their shit together. What's going on with that? I oh, mean, that's right, because we, no. we stripped down the Voting Rights Act. That's well, I, I was about to say, you're saying it as if it wasn't intentional. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we also have a, a Department of Justice that's not over-eager to bring, you know, Voting Rights Act violations against states. I will say, too, because um, we haven't even brought him up because he's kind of an MIA. I actually think Biden's doing the right thing and just, <laughs> just, just, just don't even talk. 
Uh, I don't blame him. A statement today. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's not really. And I was, I want to put three hundred. He wants to put three hundred million dollars into funding for community policing, which sounds kind of like it sounds like the, the cool Look, it, plan. It depends on what he means by that. Yeah, here's the problem though. Everybody's talking about defund the police, and then he's sitting there being like, "I want to give three hundred million dollars to the police." Well, and I don't disagree with him. I'm not actually disagreeing with maybe the concept of what he's working with on that, because. Part of that is if you want to get change at the federal level, you have to tie it to things. You either have to use the FBI to go ahead and investigate, or you have to utilize the money that you have. Like you have to use the FBI and, you know, basically go in under the civil rights act, or you have to go ahead and, and tie it to money and be like, listen, we'll give you $10 million if you do this program and you train people this way and you follow this code of conduct. And if you don't, we're going to defund you. Yeah, it seems reasonable. I but mean, those are, your, I, those are your options at the federal I'm, level. I'm those sympathetic to Biden's position, but at the same time, I think keeping your head down right now is the right thing to do. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. can, can I also say, speaking of keeping your head down, does anyone actually believe that Trump was inspecting that bunker? <laughs> because I why don't. He, there are some things where Trump will say something, and you're like, I, why would you even yeah. comment? It's and your comment's thing. worse than what you would have gotten if you it's had not said anything thing. at all. Where, like, if he had just said, yes, I was in the presidential bunker because, you know, there was stuff going on outside, I'd be like, sound reasonable. But the fact that you were like, no, I was doing a very important bunker inspection fucking three and a half years into my fucking first term. It sounds like something a 10-year-old would say. I know. That's so amazing. Like, dude. And then, like, the... The, the the big brains who thought that you know tear gassing a bunch of protesters to go take a shitty photo at a church was going to be a good idea <laughs> dude and then that, they denied that, it initially that, and then they, they walked so it back <laughs> you fucking dumbass man it's we like, didn't tear gas them literally we saw smoke grenades and pepper bullets that's t- pepper bullets or no, tear gas like that's it, what it, it releases pepper spray into your face if there's anything that like the last 12 months of Trump has taught me about America, it's that the founders did a pretty good job of creating a system that could function without leadership. <laughs> uh, we could we could put a monkey in the White House and America would the the overall structure would still remain. <laughs> yeah, we might not be in great shape, but yeah, we're... it's it's fix it's repairable. It's not we're not totaled just yet. <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, we could have handled everything a lot better if we had a different president. Thank God for those checks and balances. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Again, my name is Walter. That was John Rinaldi. Uh, If you want, you could follow the podcast at PunkLaw101 on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O, death is in the end of life, punch like a delicious drink. And uh, I also have a football podcast if you want to follow that. That's Draft Vice. That's in the notes. Uh, And uh, we'll be getting on to the actual topics. You know, the Supreme Court's opinions are going to be starting to get released next week. So we'll go over some of that. And then we'll go over to some some stuff that might be coming out in the future as far as, uh, you know, copyright and trademark bankruptcy things of that nature thank you for tuning in please subscribe we're also going to be posting up uh the second half of yesterday's episode uh later on this week but i just wanted to